Hey everyone, this is Christopher Luxon, the former CEO of Air New Zealand. This is John Lee Dumas, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. This is Tracy Ibarra. I'm an executive solutions at Dell Technologies. This is Travis Chappell, founder of Build Your Network. If you are wanting to learn how to embrace change and to navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast. The Leadership is Changing podcast. The Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, my very good friend, Dennis Giannoutsos. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsos. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders aren't changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world And I want to welcome you listeners to the Ask Dennis episode here. I'm running a three-part series on the six ways to accelerate action for change. And I've broken the series up into three parts. And it's all under the Ask Dennis freestyle episode. So as you know, I already do a couple of interviews per week. And I also do an Ask Dennis free episode once a week. Well, we're going to be doing a three-part series now. And... This is part two. And what I've noticed is that a lot of change needs to happen and is happening. In fact, what we know is that change is constant. And as I said into my um, introduction earlier on, for many, they're not taking action. Some are paralyzed. And the purpose of these three-part series, in other words, three episodes, is to share with you the six ways to accelerate action for change. Now, in the previous episode, I talked about the leader's mindset. That was episode 64, which is part one of the three-part series. And it was more about the seventh way. In other words, it was a bonus way where I'm actually talking about the six ways, but I gave you the seventh one up front, which plays a huge part in the overall roadmap for leader's success. Now, to recap on what I covered off in that episode, what I covered was the six inches between your ears, and I talked about the mindset there, the conscious versus subconscious mind. We have a lot of news and other things bombarding our conscious and subconscious minds, and so what we think, we become, and I talked about that our thoughts actually then affect our emotions, which actually affect our actions, which produces Results. And in that episode, I gave you some examples there. And I also see there in that episode, I ask you always ask yourself, where is my thinking at the moment? Talked about what you can control and you can't control. 
And there's a lot of things sometimes that are out of our control. But there are two things that you can control. Number one is attitude, how we react to things. And number two is where we are going next. So I'm going to invite you to listen to the next two parts of the three-part series and consider the six ways to accelerate action for change that will actually help you set yourself up for success going forward. Listeners, make sure you're taking notes. Now, you can always replay later and take notes, but uh, note-taking is really important because we are humans and we tend to forget. Also, there will be a quote, a story, an example that can change yours, your teams, or your organization forever. And you know what? One of these quotes, stories, examples, and all that could change your life completely. And that's why I always encourage leaders to take notes. All right, team, let's get into the six ways to accelerate action for change. Today, I'm actually in part two of this three-part series. I'm going to cover off the first three of the six ways to accelerate action for change. Here we go. Number one, decide your risks. Many won't make change or make a decision. They tend to freeze when it's time to make a decision or make change. They don't feel like they've got permission sometimes. For some, they're too comfortable. They don't want to get out of their comfort zone. That always reminds me of that scenario or that picture that I see whereby you've got two circles. One circle, and then it says comfort zone. And then out to the right-hand side is another circle, and inside it says where magic happens. And that's the key here, team. Are you in your comfort zone or are you wanting to go out there where magic is happening? See, if you're going to make a decision, make one because that's key. A lot of people don't make a decision. But if you're going to make a decision, be deliberate in that decision making. Will it ever be perfect for you? No, it'll never be perfect. However, we need to make a decision. And if you don't make a decision, then what tends to happen is that circumstances will force you to make a change. I've got a couple of scenarios that I'll just talk about here. Number one, for me personally, I wanted to go into my own business probably for the last 10 years. I grew up in businesses with my parents and um, and uh, you know been around, surrounded by doing being self-employed and doing that. And I wanted to start my own business. And for the last sort of 10 years, I've sort of been putting things off because I was actually a comfortable in what I was doing in the corporate world, working for a global Fortune 10 company, traveling the world, developing executives and leaders. And I was really enjoying that. But the networks that I was growing and building was massive. But then I wanted to go out and do my own thing and I just wasn't making that decision. And a little bit later on, my voice started to change. And as you know, My voice is really important in the sense that if I'm out there coaching or facilitating, in fact, this podcast, you need to have a voice. And if the voice isn't clear, then what actually happens is that it'll be very difficult to do your job. Well, four years ago, I actually had a tumor removed from my left vocal cord. Now, for me, what that caused was me, first of all, thinking, "Uh uh-oh, is my career over? Uh Uh-oh. Is my life over? And as a result of that, having the tumor removed, it was benign. In other words, not cancerous. So that was a great news story. 
And, you know, the voice has got stronger and stronger from it with uh, with therapy and recovery and then getting out there and doing what I want to do and what I love to do. And so by going out there now, and about two and a half years ago, left my global role to go out and start my own business. That's where you start to see things happening, right? So for me, what it felt like was I've been given a second chance in life, but I wasn't making the decision. So then circumstances got me into a situation where I was starting to think about things differently, change my mindset, and then had to move into something to do something else that I wanted to do. So I love what I do. And it is actually really, really awesome to be able to do that. Now, for me, is the other scenario I wanted to talk about with you is this. I'm working with a lot of leaders at the moment and have been over the last sort of couple of years, whereby they have told me that in the last 12 to 18 months before them exiting an organization, they have been bored in what they've been doing. And I'm like blown away by the fact that they hadn't made a decision to move on if they were bored. They hadn't made the change. They had decided not to do it. Why? Because they were comfortable with what they were doing, even though they were bored. And the thing I said to them is this, does that mean for the last 12 to 18 months, you've been taking that big salary that you're on? But have you been bringing your A game to the field? And for a lot of them, they sit back and they go, hmm, that's actually a very good question. And so even though they've been bored for the last 12 to 18 months, I'm going to ask them and I ask you, are you making decisions? Are you doing the change that you need to be doing to really help you forward? So this is what I'm going to ask you to do. Get the pen and paper and get your thoughts down. If you're going to make a decision and decide on your risks, then you need to write down and get thoughts down on paper. So then you've got the data and facts, and then you can make an informed decision. A lot of people make decisions or lack of decisions because they don't have all the data and facts in front of them. But if you do have data and facts, just like you are running a business and whatever you're doing, just like a doctor would do with you in your health, what are your vital signs? What are the, what is the data and facts showing about you and how healthy or not healthy? And then we can make some informed decisions. So how do you normally brainstorm or think? So listeners, I'm going to ask that question. How do you normally brainstorm or think? Do you use paper? Do you use whiteboards? Do you use pictures, mind maps, words? Do you go for a walk along the beach or in the forest? How do you normally brainstorm or think? Because I'm going to encourage you to do that. Do whatever you need to do to go out and brainstorm or think. For me, I use an A3 size blank paper kind of pad and brainstorm my mapping and so forth. I also use a whiteboard too, but what I'm doing all the time is that as I'm writing things and I'm sort of thinking about something, I will take photos. The whiteboard can be wiped. The book could be lost. So I also have a backup, which is the photos. So I've always got that with me too. What I recommend you do now is you list out what you are risking. What are the things that you are risking? What are the pros and cons of each of the scenarios that you've got in front of you? And then make a list of everything that you're afraid of giving up, potentially or for sure, right? So in other words, if you're going to make this change, then what are the things that you're afraid of, of giving up? And make a list of those things. Now, 
what's quite interesting here is that a lot of people are afraid of things or not just of giving up, but also making the change or making a decision. And if we take the word fear, so they have a fear of doing things. I would say that that fear stands for false evidence appearing real. It's probably just false. It's in our thinking. It's in our mindset. It's in our attitude and between our ears. But is it actually true? Well, it seems it's real for us. But is it actually really, really real? Or is it just false evidence appearing real? Consider the value of the items on that list as you go. And here's an interesting question for you. Are you risking more than your potential rewards? So have a think about that, team. So just to recap, number one, in the six ways of actually, you know, putting the action of change and so forth together is deciding your risks. All right, here we go. Let's go to number two. Hopefully you're taking some notes here and uh, getting some good things out of this. Now, for a lot of people, you just have to start, start thinking about things as well. And number two is imagine your future if you change. The imagination is very powerful. Everything that you have around you in the room, in the car, or when you're walking right now, wherever you are, listen to this podcast. Everything that's around you started off as an imagination or an idea. This microphone that I'm talking through right now, that started off as an imagination or an idea in someone's mind. They saw it first in their mind. Then they went ahead and created it and saw it for the second time when it became real. And so for you, it is seen by a person and then they create it is what I'm saying. So for you, if you can think about it and you think about it in a way that what you're looking for Imagine your future if you change. Imagine what could happen. See, the people I work with, I encourage them to always set a five-year vision. Start thinking about the five years. Now, some people say to me, oh, I really just want to do the next two years. I go, great. Go five years, but the two years could be one of those stepping stones towards it. I always talk about there could be one, two, or three things that are stepping stones towards your five-year vision, and that's what I call stepping stones or vehicles to help you get to where you want to get to in five years' time. So as you brainstorm around the five-year vision, what does it look like? When I'm working with executives, entrepreneurs, business owners, leaders, I work with them and, and get them to use that blank canvas and get them to brainstorm. You see, their experiences, their skills, their talent, their networks, and war stories, that's really the paint, the brushes, the chalk, that that's going to help them paint that blank canvas to what they want to do in their five years if they make the change. So you don't have to comply with the status quo. Do something different than what the status quo does. Be bold and have courage. Take time out to close your eyes and envision what your future will look like with the change. And that's what we call future pacing couple scenarios here. When we used to travel <laughs> and we used to get on a plane, if we go from wherever, point A to point B, let's say here in New Zealand and I want to fly to the US or I want to fly to Singapore, I don't sit at the departure lounge waiting for the pilots and the crew to arrive and the pilots shouting out, okay, 
We're going to get on board. Let's just see where we go. We'll just take off and we'll go to the left and just see what happens. You and I know that we want to have a pilot that knows where they're going. Sure, there's weather conditions. There is all sorts of things that they have to take into consideration as they're flying from point A to point B. They tend to already know where they're going. They've already thought about it in their mind where they're going. They've already future-paced it. The thing here is they will adjust, monitor and adjust based on what's going on. High-performance athletes do this as well. You'll see them as they're warming up. You'll see them sitting down and you might see them where they've got their eyes closed and they've got maybe a headset on, some music playing, something going on in them, you know, into the audio side for them but they're really focused, they're getting into the zone. That's what I talk about future pacing. They can see themselves starting off in the 100-meter race. and They're starting in the start line, they can see the finish line, they can see themselves starting, crouching, getting ready, and set, bang, they can hear the gun go, they can see themselves running, they can see themselves take off again, and then they can see them really push themselves through the finish line and go through the finish line and succeed. That's called future pacing team. And so for you, in this area here right now, number two, imagine your future if you change. If you can do some future pacing, that's going to help you. Here's another question for you around this number two. What networks will you have around you? Who's around you? Who are you going to be talking to? Because the people you hang around with are the people you become. Consider all the aspects of your life that will be affected by the change. Is this the life you want? What is the life that you want going forward? And when you actually envision things and close your eyes, do you see good things happening? Also, what kind of money will you be making or earning, whether it's in a business or in a role? What, what's actually happening for you? Start thinking it through. Because you see, <laughs> this business I work with a few years ago now, I got them with their leaders in a room and we started talking about the next 18 months to two years. And I got them to brainstorm in two different groups on flip charts and then got them back in the room again and then they started sharing and they started laughing at each other and sort of thinking, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. And some of the stuff was pretty what we call big blue sky stuff, really big things. And they're thinking, oh, gosh, we'll never get there. Oh, maybe one day, five, ten years, we'll see what happens. Well, about two years later, got together with that team again and went to go and do another exercise like that. And as we went to go and do the exercise with them, I brought out the old flip charts. And the team turned around and looked at things and they went, wow. And they started to tick things off on that flip chart. What was really interesting is that I completed everything except for two items. Now, I'll ask you the question, which is the same question I asked them. When they did the exercise in the first place, how did they feel? They said it was just like big stuff. Well, I don't know if we're going to be able to do it. But now how do you feel that you've ticked things off? They felt great. They felt like they have achieved. But the thing that was really interesting for them is that they also thought that they limited their thinking. And so for you, team, as you start to imagine your future, if you change, don't limit your thinking. It's amazing what you can achieve if you really want to. So let me do a recap. Number one, decide your risks. Number two, imagine your future if you change. Let's get on to number three. Imagine your future if you don't change. So it's the flip side. 
It's an interesting point here, right? So imagine your future if you don't change. Number two, we're imagining if we do change. Number three is imagine your future if you don't change. Now consider your future life if you don't make that change. What does it look like? Do you see yourself being happy? What will you be like to live with if you haven't made that change? Do you see the same old, same old? How would you feel if you didn't go ahead with the decision or the change? How would you feel? And then an interesting question here too. What will be the consequences if you don't? So what will be the consequences if you don't go ahead with the change? So number three is imagine your future if you don't change. There's a lot of people that I know who say to me, oh, I could have, I would have, I should have, but they didn't do the change. They didn't make the decision. Then there's others who have decided not to do the change and it was actually the best thing they could have done. So it's not always, it's going to be, if you don't make the change, it's not a good thing. You never know. So imagine your future if you don't change. It's an interesting way to look at it. So to recap, team, the three things that I've covered off with you today, you know, towards those six things. Decide your risks is number one. Number two is imagine your future if you change. And number three is imagine your future if you don't change. So here are some more questions for you. Because now that you've done step two and step three, Imagine your future if you change. Imagine your future if you don't change. Consider the outcomes of both futures that you've imagined. Does one seem better than the other? Does one have more opportunities for happiness? Now the key here is for you to be honest with these imagined futures. You've got to be honest. Now it's important for you to make a decision as no decision is not good either. So then, if you do change, you're making a decision. If you don't change, you're making a decision. The important thing is you need to make a decision. Understand this, team. For something to happen, something needs to change. I'm going to repeat that. For something to happen, something needs to change. You can't expect to get the same results if nothing changes. So taking the plunge and pushing yourself into the much-needed change does not have to be an all-or-nothing situation. And you don't have to go alone. So I'm going to invite you to listen to the third part of the three-part series and consider the six ways to accelerate action for change. Look at the steps you need to take and how you can set yourself up for success now that we've discussed changing our mindsets, deciding your risks, Imagining your two futures if you do or if you don't change. Listeners, thanks for joining me on part two of the three-part series of the six ways to accelerate action for change. And part three will cover off the remaining three ways and also talk about the going next piece as well. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and the unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Hey, listeners, look out for the episodes as they're being released. Download them, listen, put a review and a rating. Share them with your friends and your network and your family. 
If there is feedback you would like to give me, please feel free to send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Also use the same email if you want to send me questions to ask my guests as I interview them. Or if there's a question you have for me on the Ask Dennis episode, feel free to use that email as well. Hey, listeners, great to have you here with me on the today's episode. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Until then, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.